Goodyear Auto Service takes pride in caring for your car. Get in the groove with Goodyear's technician tips. Number 13, inspect your tread. Like a podcast, you're an investigative journalist finding the cracks in the case. And number 64, pump your brakes before you crank that debate. Coming in for routine brake checks are essential for your safety. Goodyear Auto Service, here for the bumps in the road. Get more tips at GoodyearAutoService.com. Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things with one thing in common, the love for travel. We have a great guest lined up. Grab a drink. Stay tuned. What's going on, Travel Fam? If you ever thought about starting a podcast, check out Anchor. Anchor is free. Anchor will provide you tools to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to multiple streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need right in one app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tell us who you are and what do you do? Okay, am I better now? You're much better now. Okay, I had to go to my iPad. Um, so I'm Tisa. I am a grad student. I'm getting my master's in mental health counseling with a focus on rehabilitation and substance abuse. I'm an army veteran and I'm a new lifestyle blogger. And with my blog, I basically just kind of find a way to express my vulnerability and talk about different topics. And I do it from my um, my perspective and just kind of put it out there for the world to see, really. So it's kind of therapy for me. That's dope. That's dope. Um, so what got you into traveling? Um, I've always loved to see different things and I love different people. Um, and when I joined the military, like my very first duty station was South Korea. And mm. I had a mentor and he used to always get on us about, you know, seeing the world, doing different things because we were young and it was so much of the world to see. And while I was in South Korea, I got my um, my passport. And from there, I just kind of been traveling and learning different places. And the military just kind of ship you all over the place. And so I've lived, <laughs> I've lived in South Korea. I lived in Japan and I had a short mission in Africa. So I've uh, so- learned to be immersed in different cultures. That's dope. That's dope. So, what keeps you traveling now? Like, what what excites you about traveling? Um, seeing different things. Like, I just I love it. Like, I love to go to different places. I love to learn about the different cultures. Um, I'm in love with trying to see every country I can in Africa. So, I just I don't know. I like to learn. I feel like with every experience that you have, it changes your perspective and gives you a greater sense of humility. So. Okay. And so how many countries have you been to so far from Africa? Two. I've been to Senegal and Ghana. Okay. Okay. How was that? Um, Senegal was dope, but it was different because I went in the capacity of a soldier. So we were um, side by side with soldiers and we was training the Senegalese soldiers. So whenever we flew in, we flew into Dakar. Um, we stayed there for a little bit, but we was actually in Chess, Senegal. And um, it wasn't as, I guess, fancy as um, Descartes. So mm-hmm. 
we were standing in the shoes. Um, it's like one of those places where you really had to be on top of taking your malaria pills and stuff. You had to be careful with the water because the environment was completely different. Mm. So, yeah, like it. But I loved it, though, because they were so welcoming and like working side by side with African soldiers. Like it was just a different experience. Like I loved I still talk to a lot of the soldiers. Like they still talk to me on social media and stuff and WhatsApp. So um, I loved it. And I want to go back because I want to go back as a civilian. But Ghana, like, that was just a experience within itself. You was there, so. So, I mean, tell me, tell me your experience. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I talked to a lot of people back from that trip. And we all have different perspectives on the trip. Um, some good, some bad. Um, you know, t- tell people what your experience was like. Oh, man, my experience was just amazing. Like, I felt nothing but love. Well, let me say, that, like, going to both countries, like, I felt like it was love. Um, I feel like when it comes to African countries and African people, like, there's so many misconceptions. People like, they don't like us. They don't, they don't care. They don't want us over there. And I'm like, that's never been my experience. Like, it's always been, you know, welcome arms and come back home. And so I thought that was um, pretty dope. But the love that they showed was just amazing. Um and been there for the year of the return, like, I don't know, it was just a, I can't explain how it made me feel, because there are no words, like, it was just, it was awesome, and going to Elmina Castle, like, it, it was emotional to be there, and to see how something so tragic could happen in such a beautiful place, because I feel like Elmina Castle is just beyond beautiful, but it's such a nasty history that's attached to such a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that literally brings me to my next topic, right? It's, you know, you've traveled as a soldier, you travel as a civilian. Um, and in in all of your travels, um, you travel while being Black and a Black woman, right? So tell us about your experience about traveling, um, you know, your experience of being a Black woman traveling, um, you know, whether it be domestic or abroad. And then, you know, tell us how a combination of, so let's, let's start with that and then we'll go on to the next one. Tell us, you know, what are your, your experiences been, you know, traveling as a, a black woman abroad? Um, my experience has honestly been um, pretty good for the most part. I generally travel by myself um, with the exception whenever we went to Ghana, for the most part, I'm always on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to learn the importance of, you know, like researching like safety places, safety precautions, where to go if something goes wrong, because I'm always alone. Mm. Um, but it's it's really been good because I've learned to kind of just adjust to other people. Um, I believe in respect to other cultures. So mm-hmm. wherever I go, I try to be mindful um, that I'm not in America and to embrace their culture. So if I feel like, you know, I'm offended, like I always ask questions like, well, what's the proper thing to do so that I won't offend you or do the wrong thing? So I'm big on that because I never want to misstep or misspeak when I'm in someone else's home. And with those experiences, um, I'm always paying attention to because like I said, like it's real, it gives me a sense of humility because it makes you appreciate the things that you do have. But sometimes for me, it's not until I go to a different place that I don't realize, you know, just how blessed I am. Because for some people, you know, your lot may not be the same as somebody else's. So 
was a lot to them, it seemed like it can be very little to you. And we take a lot of things for granted. So I always take that with me whenever I'm going to other places too, to just kind of take it in, soak it up and be appreciative of my blessings. Because in other countries, you know, I just realized just how blessed I am. And I always try to sow seeds wherever I'm at. So if I see someone and, you know, they might need something, I try to just kind of sow seeds and bring positivity and take something from my experience and not just to be there as a tourist, but to, you know, find a sense of education and gain something from my experience in another country. That's dope. That's dope. So like, how has um, 2020 treated you, right? Um, So 2020 has been a rough one. Um, You're talking about um, COVID to start off and then current, I guess, uh, social climate like talk about that like how has from from being quarantined to COVID to now having to deal with um you know civil unrest right how how has how have you been able to deal in that time um it's been a lot so with quarantine um it was already a bit much because um I have anxiety so whenever they was first like you know staying in so I have an issue with feeling like I'm confined and it's one thing if I want to stay in the house like I do it on my own terms but when you're forcing me to stay like you can't do this you can't I have a problem with that like I'm grown Mm -hmm. like I don't like the idea of you telling me what I can and cannot do so that was a thing for me um like it was yeah I was really battling and then being in school full-time and them adjusting the semester and my platform for school like right in the midst of everything going on like it was just a lot and then in quarantine like I've had um family tragedies like I've lost family members just it was a lot going on um like I just I couldn't blog and then on top of that everything started going on with you know, um, my Arbery and George Floyd and all that, like, it's just, it's too much. Like, I'm an empath, and I'm a person, I feel everything. Mm. So, to see all of that, like, it's just, it tears my nerves up. Like, I can't deal, like, I don't like a whole lot of negativity, and I don't like a lot of bullshit and fake and foolery either. And I feel like Mm. a lot of people just be, they be on a lot of fake stuff lately. Like, they do a lot of shouting, this is what I'm gonna do, but I feel like some people, it's just a photo op or they just want to be seen, but they're really not applying anything to their everyday lives. So I pick and choose when I, you know, say certain things because I really don't like to argue with people because it irritates me and it'll make me mad. But I just pay attention because, yeah, for me, I just feel like it's a photo op for some people. They think just standing in the crowd makes them be on the front lines, but I think it's so much more to standing in, like, in a protest and being on the front lines, like, how are you applying what's going on to your everyday lives? Like, are you just standing or are you applying something to what you're doing? Like, how is your life reflective of you being a part of the movement? And I feel like a lot of people, they just want to be trendy versus, you know, actually doing something. But it's possible because I have a brother and he's a little rough around the edges. So when he leave the house or when he do certain things, you know, like it, it makes me a little nervous because, you know, I've seen them, you know, get handcuffed. I've seen them, you know, mm-hmm. go back and forth with the police. So it's a lot. And when I was younger, like I've seen a black man die, you know, at the hands of gun violence and stuff like that. And watch how, you know, the ambulance and first responders take their time to get there. And, you know, his life could have been saved if they would have just, you know, been more cautious of, and just wanted to come and save his life versus it taking them 
two hours to come somewhere where it normally would take them 30 minutes. So, like, I've always had an issue with it in my own experience, you know, with wanting to be patted down and searched, you know, as a female. So I've had my own experience as a Black woman with the police officer. So it's just a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with all that's going on and on top of that, the political environment as well, it's a lot of information to consume and really we're, it's it's up on it's up to each individual to kind of filter out that information because um, I mean it can be a little overwhelming at times um, and you know like you said some of these things can be photo ops because it's an election year it's a major election year um, and you know like you said it, it's a matter of you know um, if you're really about that life you'd be putting in the work prior to just now um, but once again I want to say on the flip side, um, I think a lot of people are kind of forced into paying attention. Um, so that's why you're seeing a lot more people active um, and being boisterous and vocal about what's going on in our community and what needs to be done. And I agree with you. You know, um, I think it's less time for talk and more time for action. Um, what that action would look like, I wouldn't know. Um, I, I just think that to your point, we need to find a way to, to be productive with this time and the, the platforms that we have to be able to express um, our concerns about how the current systems are treating our people. Um, but with that said, we're going to move over to a lighter note so we can, you know, see that smile. Um, your blog, right? Like, what what do you have coming up? Because um, I, I know we talk, you know, I know you've been working on some content. What are some things that you're working on that, you know, people can look forward to? Um, I don't know. Like, I just did, like, a pretty much a self-reflection blog last night. Um, and it was basically just about um, me feeling, well, me just kind of reflecting on the fact of how I've got so accustomed to not feeling protected in this world as a Black woman. Like, I never really put that much thought into it. Until, like, you know, like, you just hear a lot of people say it now, like, you know, protect our women, protect our Black women, make sure that they're okay. And um, I used to always just be like, you know, we got to, you know, take care of our Black men, lift up our Black men, because I feel like our men are so undervalued and mistreated and mislabeled, especially in terms of mental health, um, that I never really took the time to realize that as a Black woman, like, I haven't necessarily been that protected. And mm. I'm so accustomed to just kind of doing it on my own, like going to get it by myself, like not really worried about it, you know, like not really need nobody to stand up for me because I've gotten so used to just doing it on my own. Like, you're not going to talk to me like that. You're not going to treat me that way. Like, I'm used to being my own fighter, my own warrior, my own protector, my own counselor that I didn't realize, you know, like the absence of someone having to do it for me is really lacking because I'm so used to just being my own superwoman. Mm, so, that's, I don't know. That's deep. That's deep. Like, you know, I I can I can look at my audience right now and I can say that for actually since my audience is primarily women except for death, um, I can say that for everybody that's on the live right now. Um and you know, um quite honestly, man, I, I think a strong woman um definitely needs support in the areas in which um sometimes they may not see it. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, you know, we as men do need to step up. Um, Shiz on, this, on, on the platform yesterday with Alexis really stepped up to the point where he was like, you know what, 
we really do need to do a better job. Um, I think I'm actively doing it by letting the people around me know I'm here to support you. I'm here to, to, to provide you what you need. Um, I'm here to be that rock where you need it. Um, but sometimes, you know, um, I don't want to come in feeling like I'm saving you. I just want to come in feel like you're supported and protected. Um, and so I think that's a dialogue we need to have a conversation about. Um, definitely, I see Ashley on here. Um, Ashley, that might be a subject. We talked on putting the cheese back on my cracker. Um, definitely bring Tisa on the line so we can have the conversation. Um, so, I mean, you know, with that said, um, we got real deep towards the end and hopefully, you know, we could have a much more deeper conversation. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you for jumping on. Um, and really, you know, indulging me because this, this has been a quarantine project that I hope can continue. Um, it's, it's been a labor of love and, um, I'm just astounded by the amount of support people have given me and appreciating this platform. So I really no. thank you so much. Yeah, you saved me from class, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll let you go. Um, and so I do have my previous guest on, and I'm going to have a jump off. Um, and then hopefully uh, we can get to the last guest uh, before time's up. So thank you, right. thank you, and thank you. thank you again. All right? Thanks. Another dope conversation. Keep traveling and stay safe. Until next time, peace. There's nothing like your podcast selection. The topics and banter make for the complete driving experience. Kind of like Goodyear Auto Service. They offer full service car service. Whatever comes your way, they're ready with a lot of know-how and some friendly tips to help keep you moving. Keep the podcast flowing and your car going with Goodyear Auto Service. For all-around car care, visit GoodyearAutoService.com.